They didn't have anything but their feet to walk. And, uh, and I've thought about this. And, you know, sometimes we get a little selfish with our desires. <laughs> I didn't think that would go over too good, but we get a little selfish with our desires because it's all about my desire. But what would it be like if we had access to food that we could get to other countries, our individual selves, if we had access to finances and had relationships with people that we knew if we put $10,000 in their hand to buy, to purchase food, that they would, would, would be diligent to take that $10,000 and purchase food and put it where it's supposed to be. And so, you know, we, we think about this. So I want to challenge you, list the first the top five desires that you have for, for, well, just maybe yourself and your family, the first two or three, and then how about for being able to do something for someone else like that? So desire for work of hands is a wish. I wish for my hands to be productive. And it's granted by God, Psalm two, uh, 21, verse 1, to the chief musician, a psalm of David, the king shall joy in the strength, O Lord, and in the salvation, how greatly shall he rejoice. Thou hast given him his heart's desire. Let me stop right here. Father, forgive me. Father, we approach your throne in the name of Jesus for this service tonight. We have an expectancy that the Holy Spirit will take the word and minister to us, Father God. And even when the people leave to go home, the Holy Spirit will minister to them. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So thou hast given him his heart's desire. And has not withholden the request of his lips. Selah. God's greatest desire is to answer our prayers. His greatest desire is to answer our prayers. And so we think about that. We begin to understand. Revelation, or I'm sorry, message Bible in 21 2, Psalms there. You, have, you gave him exactly what he wanted. <laughs> I like that. You gave him exactly what he wanted. You didn't hold back. So you know what that tells me? Be careful what you want. Be careful what you want. He'll give you exactly what you want. Psalm 145, 16. Thou openest thy hand and satisfies the desire of every living thing. Every living thing. That phrase, and satisfies the desire of every living thing. Not of every savage creature. I mean, if that would be the case, well, I'd... There wouldn't be any human beings left, okay? Every lion, a bear, wolf, and etc. For then there would be no living in some parts of the world, nor of every carnal, lustful, worldly, and covetous man who never say they have enough or are ever satisfied, but of everyone that is made spiritually alive, quickened by the Spirit and grace of God. And so I have desires. You all have desires. People that are watching us on Facebook streaming here, they have desires. All of the community has a desire. They're, ha they're having a homecoming parade tonight. They have a desire there. That's just a normal thing for people to have a desire. But look at verse 17. The Lord is righteous in all His ways and holy in all His works. The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon Him, to all that call upon Him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear Him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. And, and so we think about this. We don't fear God. It's a reverential fear. We, we, 
we, we want to come into His presence. We don't want to make a mistake coming in there. That phrase, He will fulfill the desire of them that fear Him, that have the true fear of God put into their hearts, that fear Him with a servile. That's a humble submission. Servile, humble submission, but godly fear. That fear the Lord and His goodness and are true worshipers of Him in a spiritual and evangel evangelic sense or manner. For the fear of God includes the whole worship of Him, private and public. That's why when we come in and we enter into praise and worship in here, we come through praise to get to worship. But that one-on-one -on -one relationship with God, when we enter in and we come into that place and we begin to forget about everything around about us and we enter into that one-on-one -on -one relationship with God, we don't think about the person beside us or the other people in here. We come to that one-on-one -on -one relationship with God to where the communication is from the throne to us and from us to the throne. And that's what God is wanting there today. He desires that from us. Lay aside everything when you come into worship. When we come into service, on Sundays. Come in there. Lay aside everything. We'll have you out in time to eat lunch. You'll have a lunch. But just focus. I want to challenge you. Just focus on Him. And think about, just, just picture what it would be like to stand before the throne of God. And, and, and you're standing there with your love so great for Him and His love so great for you. And, and, and it's humble submission that you're so honored to be able to come into His presence. And, and He's looking at you and smiling at you, and you're standing there looking back. I wonder what it would be like to look in the face of God. What would it be like to look in the face of Jesus? What would it be like? I don't know. I wonder about that sometime. I wonder about that. It, for the fear of God includes the whole worship of Him, private and public. Don't be intimidated by other people around you. When you're coming in here and there's other people here, shut it off and just enter that one-on-one -on -one relationship. Let's look at God's wealth. For thus in Haggai 2.6, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, Yet once it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come, and I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. That's God's wealth. Think about it. There's a gold street in heaven, but the glory of God in our presence and us being in that glory is God's wealth to us. You can't buy it. You can't buy it. It can't be bought. It can't be bought. And that phrase, the desire, that delight, that goodly, pleasant, and precious, oh, my goodness gracious. Mm, verse 8. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter house <laughs> shall be greater than the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. He's not talking about heaven there. He's talking about here. We know what it's going to be like in heaven if we read anything in the Word of God. There's going to be nothing but the peace. There's nothing going to be there but the love. There's nothing going to be there but the presence of God. But look at that. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former. We read in the Bible what happened in the services. We read in the ministry of Paul. 
But let me tell you, every one of us has access to everything that Paul had. And then he turns around and writes letters to all of us concerning all of this and has more writings in the, the, the New Testament than any other writer. And it's all right there for us to reach out and get a hold of and bring it into ourselves and say, oh my goodness, are we prepared for the glory of the latter house to be greater than the former? But it's a promise, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. And it's all known by God. Look at Psalms 38, 9. Lord, all my desire is before thee, and my groaning is not hid from thee. There, there, that from the Hebrew, there, that word desire is a longing, a delight. It's a satisfaction. You ever do something and see something and you're satisfied with it and you look at it and it says, Oh, someone else may not look at it like that, but I look at it and I think, I, I sit in and uh, I look at the pictures of my little great-grandson and I look at him and I think, that's satisfaction. I look at my children and my grandsons and I said, that's satisfaction. They're not perfect in other people's eyes, but when I look at them, I love them so much. And I look at you all and I think, you're satisfaction to me. You're faithful to me. There's unity and love in this church. That's satisfaction. And I think about that. That longing, that delight, that satisfaction. And he says, The desire of the wicked shall not be filled. Psalm 92, 11. Mine, all, mine eyes shall, also shall see my desire on my enemies. And mine ears shall hear my desire of the wicked that rise up against me. Psalm 112, verse 10. The wicked shall see it and be grieved. He shall gnash with his teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. There's wicked people out here. We're seeing it across our land today. But let me tell you, God's promise says it's going to perish. You know what it's going to take? Us standing strong. Are we willing to stand strong and not be moved by it? I believe we are. We've, we've already showed that. And the desire of the wicked shall perish. It shall be granted to righteousness. The fear of wicked, in Proverbs 10, 24, the fear of the wicked, it shall come upon him. But the desire of the righteous shall be granted. You're righteous. We're righteous. Hey, let your desires be known to Him. Put your petition, pre present your petition to the Father and then expect. And quit being so humble, thinking you're humble, but just, well, I'm just going to ask for a little bit. Bless God, I'm asking for the kingdom. Right here. This should be, I like what Finest Dake said in his, one of his writings. He said, this is dress rehearsal for heaven then let's start expecting more. Expect, expect more. Expect more. Expect more. Pray greater. Pray larger. Expect. Proverbs eleven twenty three. The desire of the righteous is only good, but the expectation of the wicked is wrath. There again, that desire is longing, satisfaction, delight, but it's not accomplished without labor. The desire of the slothful killeth him, for his hands refuse to labor. Verse 26 of Psalm, Proverbs 21. He cuffeth greedily all the day long, but the righteous giveth and spareth not. Here's an example. 
Psalm 1.1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor setteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth, doeth shall prosper. That's a promise right there. Looking for salvation of Israel. Romans 10.1 Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. The whole world seemingly wants to destroy Israel. They want to, they're under attack constantly. Even our government is not supporting them the way it should be. Supporting them. And other nations are saying we need to destroy them. We're going we're gonna to blow them off the world, off the, the, the face of the earth. And I'm saying one of these days we're going to wake up and we're going to say, what's this hole over here? Well, that's where Iran used to be. Oh, that's where this country used to be. And that's where that country used to be. And here's, here's Israel standing strong with the glory of God all over it, shining, shining like the morning sun. And I'm thinking, wow, look at that. So what happens? Look at the desire of the flesh, Ephesians 2, 1. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. He quickened me. He quickened me. Oh, you ever have somebody walk up behind you with a straight pin and quicken you? <laughs> I did that one time whenever I was a sinner. And I had a fast re re reaction on it, and I had to pick him up. <laughs> and I said, uh, you ought not do those things like that. I might have been a big guy. <laughs> Verse 2, wherein in time past we walked according to the course of this world. Thank God we don't do that anymore. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the heart or in the children to disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But thank God we're not there anymore. That's not us anymore. That describes who we were. That describes what was going on. But now, praise. Let's just lift our hands and thank Him that that's not describing us anymore. Father, we just thank You that You have set us free. You have brought us out of darkness into the kingdom of your dear Son, into the kingdom of light. We are free. We are free. Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. And we are free to do deeds for the kingdom of God. Praise God. Desire, the satisfying of the spirit of seeking, of seeking hearts. Psalms 27, verse 4. One thing have I desired of the Lord. That will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in His temple. The seeking of God, Isaiah 26, verse 9. With my soul have I desired thee in the night. Yea, with my spirit within me will I seek thee early. For when thy judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. You know, there's a good way or easy way to learn righteousness, or there's a hard way. The choice is us. It's our choice. The seeking of God. The seeking of God. Mm. Look at that. I have desired thee in the night. 
You ever lay there sometimes, you can't go to sleep, and you just go to praying and thinking about the things of God, and you think, wow, it's really been a good day. It's really been a good day. I think, Lord, I'm praying for sleep to come upon me heavily. I'm still praying for it. <laughs> but He'll get me through it. The seeking of God with my soul I have desired thee in the night. Yea, with my spirit within me will I seek thee early. For when thy judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. God's promise. Psalm 37, verse 1. The Psalm of David. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Don't, don't be concerned about what they're doing out there. It may look like that they're, they're really prospering, but you know what? They're serving the God of this world system. They're serving the God of this world system. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as a green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good, so shalt thou, thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and He shall give thee the desires of, your, of thine heart. The desires is a request, a petition. That's when we come before the throne of God and say, Father, I have a request. I bring it to the throne of God in the name of Jesus that gets all heaven's attention. That phrase, delight thyself also in the Lord, in the persons of God, Father, Son, and Spirit, in the perfections of God, His power, goodness, faithfulness, wisdom, love, grace, and mercy, in His works of creation, providence, and redemption, in His Word, His gospel, the truths and ordinances of it, in His house and the worship of it, and in His people, the excellent in the earth, in whom was all the delight of the psalmist, and each of these afford a field of delight and pleasure to attend unto, contemplate, and meditate upon. Now look up back up there. In the perfections of God, His power, goodness, faithfulness, wisdom, love, grace, mercy, in the works of creation, providence, and redemption, in His Word, His gospel, the truths and ordinances of it, in His house and the worship of it, and His people, the excellent in the earth, in whom was all the delight of the psalmist. Look at that. There's so much there that we can take and begin to apply daily. One word at a time. Just think about that. One word at a time and look at that word and start doing that word and start being what God would have us to be. And He shall give thee the desires of thine heart, such as are according to the will of God, and for the good of His people, such as relate to communion with Him, and the communication of more grace from Him, and to the enjoyment of eternal glory. Woohoo! Hallelujah! Eternal glory. And we're getting, every day we're closer to it. Every day we have something to hoop and holler and dance and shout about because we're one day closer. The Amplified in Psalm 37, 4. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He will give you the desires and secret petitions of your heart. Every one of us here tonight may have a secret petition that no one else knows about. It's between us and God. One of the things that just irritates the living daylights out of me is when I get on my computer and here's all of these things, political things, and I say, leave me alone. Well, who are you going to vote for? You know what? I sit there and talk to my computer. Who I vote for is none of your business. That's between me and God. I don't tell them. I don't support anything. I just tell them, leave me alone. Psalm 37, 5, commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. And He said all of the preceding verses to get us to verse 5 right here in Psalm 37. So there's a desire for righteousness. 
Matthew 5, 6, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Oh, that is a promise from the throne of God. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. So ask yourself this question. How hungry and how thirsty am I for righteousness? How hungry and thirsty am I for righteousness? Am I pursuing it? Because here's the promise. For they shall be filled. And when you get filled, you'll come to the place where it's not enough. You'll come back in there and you'll want more. And then there'll come another filling. And then you'll come to a place where it's not satisfied. They'll want another filling. 1 Corinthians 14, 1. Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that you may prophesy. That you may prophesy. Speak of the things of God. Speak forth what God's plan is. To grow spiritually, 1 Peter 2, 1. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the Word. You know, babies grew up with milk. But you know, I still like a good cold glass of milk every once in a while. Real cold. <laughs> I'll take yours. <laughs> Desire that sincere milk of the Word. Because what is that milk? The milk is what really brings us to maturity from this. The milk is what brings us to maturity. I remember growing up, we had goats and people that with their children was having problems with health problems and stuff. They'd come and buy the goat's milk and give it to the, feed it to the children, let them have the goat's milk. And They'd come back and say, well, I've been giving them goat's milk for a week or so. They seem to be brought through this. And I'm thinking, now what could be the big difference between cow's milk and goat's milk? What could be the big difference? I don't know. But there evidently is a difference. Hmm. That desire there from the Greek is to yearn. Intensely, intensely crave possession of it. Is our heart's desire to have a possession of God's Word to the point to where we live it without even thinking about it? It's a natural thing for us to do. I pray it is. Amplified from verse 2 in 1 Peter 2. Like newborn babies, you should crave, thirst for, earnestly desire the pure, unadulterated spiritual milk that by it you may be nurtured and grow unto completed salvation. So that's what's it going to take? It's going to take all of that till the catching way of the saints, till we go to heaven. Because there's always that ongoing, that ongoing, that ongrowing. Verse 3, if so be you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. If so be you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. I pray that we have tasted, but we're just going to taste more of it. And more of it, and more of it, and more of it, and more of it, and more of it. To the point that where we begin to grow, and we begin to, to, to become strong in the Lord and the power of His might. We begin to stand and people say, I need prayer. Let me pray for you right now. Let me pray for you right now. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman availeth much. If you're in right standing with God, if you have that relationship with God, too often... Let me say this. Too often, 
we hear other people pray and we feel intimidated by how they pray and we think, wow, you know what God is looking for? Is an honest heart towards Him. And if I pray, and if the only thing I know to do is, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I believe you for healing for their body. I believe it by faith in you. Amen. Sometimes we mean well, but sometimes we get too, I call it too flowery with our prayers, too wordy. Sometimes I think God's sitting up there like, is he ever going to get done? Oh my God, get to the point, son. Get to the point. <laughs> I've been in services where they ask them to dismiss, and I'm thinking, my God, they're longer than the sermon was. <laughs> they, 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 they bless everybody there. They bless their cats, their dogs. They bless their fish in a bowl and everything else. And I'm thinking, hey, they just ask you to just dismiss the service. Lord, we thank you for the Word of God that's gone forth tonight. We receive it by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> and that's where I'm at. Amen. Anybody here tonight need prayer? Get with me before you leave tonight, will you? We need to talk. <laughs> I got a job for you. <laughs> Anybody need prayer? How many is healthy? Amen. Yes, you are, sister. You're the picture of health. How many is wealthy? How many has got room for more wealth? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> She's probably the only one in here to get that leg out. <laughs>